term in certain circles, probably our circles too, a certain type of person uh, made life changes, and they call him a flip-out. In this yeshiva, so we have a specific name for it, we call it uh, getting mowed, which is uh, somewhere in between Taurus Moshe and being mowed down by a lawnmower. But basically what the term means is, you know, that somebody came over to you one day and uh, presented you with an offer to take your brains out of your head and, uh, you know, do some experiments with them, balkarchach, with your will, for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, and then after your brains have been altered and maybe cleaned, maybe made more dirty, whatever... So he hands them back to you, you put it back in your head, and you know, you're never the same. You flip out. So one of the philosophers in the coffee room yesterday was telling me, you know, that uh, really there are two mahalchim in Avedas Hashem. There's the one that most people uh, relate to around here, and that's, you know, like building yourself, building yourself from in between, from, from inside. But there is a mahalach of using all of the things that you're trying not to be in order to push you forward. I'm usually pretty polite to these types of people, but uh, it's ridiculous. There's no such mahalach as using that which I'm not to push myself forward, if that's all that I am. What's your whole success in life? Yeah, I used to watch movies. I used to surf the internet, and now I don't do it anymore. And what do you do? Nothing, but I don't do that anymore. Uh, if you're doing positive things now, so let's not focus on what you used to be. That's not the mahus of who you are anymore. Let's just build who you are. But there's a certain concept, there's a certain uh, attraction being a flip out I'm not that anymore I changed it's romantic or it's nuts but on the other hand we do have my Mare Chazal that you have to juxtapose to all of this I mean Chazal tell us it's a Gemara in Sanhedrin that B'makam Shabali Tshuva Eimdin Ein Sadikin Gemura Michael so there is an aspect of coming back from something which does build. And we all know the Gemara in Yuma, at the end of Yuma, that tells us that Shuva Me'ava takes your Averis and makes them into Zhuyas, makes them into Mitzvahs. And we all know that the whole concept of Elam Hazer really is of Yohavtas Levavcha, Yohavtas Hashem Lekecha, Bechol Nafshecha, Recha. That this world is a world of taking your drives, taking everything that, so to speak, seems bad and using it for good. Including all your past experiences, including everything that happened. And I say, how do you do that without being a flip out? And what's the answer? What's the tzushtel? What's the proper uh, way to go about it? I think that the answer to these questions really uh, is found in an interesting way. 
a Pashit way, but then the Bederach Drush in another way as well in this week's Parsha. But also in understanding that there's a very big difference between two concepts, both of them, both of them positive. There's a concept of inspiration and there's a concept of education. You can't confuse the two. And if you confuse the two, so then you get a flip out. If you don't confuse the two, so then you understand exactly what it means. And we understand what it means to be able to uh, the Rashi Shiva said it over yesterday, I can't do a better job than he did, about how the attitude that was born and developed in uh, Parshas Baalesha, really demonstrated Parshas Baalesha, goes back before that, leads to the Chet You have the you have the Misaninim, the schleppers, the complainers, the people with just like a bad attitude towards everything. You know, you're complaining while you're being carpeted along on Anani covered. You have the Asafsuf, that despite the fact that they have a glorious life of Ruchnias and everything is taken care of for them and they have the mun, they just want meat and they just want food and they want watermelon and like grow up already. And you have all the other Averis which lead to the attitude of Parsha Shlach, which Rashi points out in the beginning of Parsha's Devarim that Moshe Rabbeinu knew that something wasn't right. How did they approach Moshe Rabbeinu? They approached Moshe Rabbeinu as a mass, as a horde of people. The young people were pushing the older people out of the way. And the older people were pushing the leaders out of the way. When there's no Seder Advarim, when no one has respect for anybody else, when there's no pecking order and people don't know what they're doing, so you realize that there's a very sick attitude going on over here. And because of that, they forget and they say, listen, we want to be just like everybody else. Let's send spies and uh, we all know what the end of the story was. says David HaMelech and Tehillim, that they all cried in their tents, and it's a Bechil Adairis, and with the combination of the Cheta Egel and the Cheta Meraglim, Klal Yisrael has to stay in the Midbar for 40 years. Why? Well, the Mechilta already told us <coughs> in the beginning of Parshish B'Shalach. We needed to be in the Midbar for 40 years so that we could uh, learn Torah for 40 years. The man is called Lechem Abirim. Terah has to be Nivla Be'evarim. Terah has to be in an every every aver in our being. It has to be in our bones. And why? Because uh, in a certain way, this was the problem. Chal Yisrael got very, very inspired. Chal Yisrael saw Esim Klai Yisrael was at uh, Maimid Har Sinai. Klai Yisrael was at the Yamsuf. They're very, very inspired. But when you get very, very inspired, put into our terms, uh, you become a flip-out. 
And what happens when a flip out hits in the Sayan? Meshur Rabbeinu doesn't come down. Or you have a story with the Miraglin. So if it's not your bones, so then you backtrack to the way that you really are. And so you need 40 years, 40 years of sitting and learning terror from Meshur Rabbeinu until it goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into your bone marrow, into your blood, your blood cells. And then it's a kiyom l'deris. Then you can go into Eretz Yisrael and you can take care of uh, all the Nisiyanus. You can be a farmer and you can be a businessman and you can be everything. And it's not going to change you because the Torah goes into your bones. It's deep, deep inside of you. But the interesting thing is, and this is what I want to talk about a little bit, is that right after the Chet HaMiraglim, we have a very interesting Parsha which seems to have nothing to do with anything. Later on, we have the parsha Chala. By Chala, it says uh, interesting lush and Rashi brings over there. Vayachem, that when you come to Eretz Yisrael, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is making them feel good. So you will come into Eretz Yisrael. But before that, even we have another parsha. You have the parsha of Nisachim. The Torah says, "Dabra Bnei Yisrael, Yamarta Alehem, Ki Savoyu Al Eretz." When you come. Into Eretz Yisrael, Asher Anim Neisain Lachem, Vasisem Ishel Hashem, and you're going to make korbanos, oilav, zevach, etc., and so forth. Two things you got to do: Vehikriv Hamakriv es korbanos Lachem, Mincha Soiles Isarayin Balul Beraviyas Ahin Shem. Don't just bring a carbon; you've got to bring it with a carbon mincha. And then Vyayin Lanesek Beraviyas Ahin. You have to pour wine. What does this have to do with the Chetamurag? Every time you bring a carbon, you got to bring a carbon mincha, and you have to pour wine. One more interesting thing in that parsha is the parsha goes on and says, ger, and when you have gerim amongst you, say malacha, they also have to bring the sach, and they have to bring a carbon mincha. Hakol. You have to have one law for the people and for the ger. Over and over and over again. You're the same as a ger. You're the same as a ger. You're the same as a ger. Just remember that. You're the same as a ger. So ask the question over here. What does it have to do with the Chetam what is the tzushtel between the Chet HaMiraglim and the carbon Mincha and pouring wine? And finally, what does it have to do with the fact that the Ger is just like you, you're just like the Ger? What's the message in all of this and uh, what does this have to do with inspiration, education, and uh, flip-outs? In order for a person to really grow in Ruchnius, so you need inspiration and you need education, but you need to know what each one is. What's inspiration? Inspiration is an experience which talks to your emotions. It gives you an immediate high and it gives you a flash of light that shows you that this is what you want to be. When you sing when you dance, even when you hear a good sheer and there was just like a wow, it's a flash of inspiration. 
ever go visit, you know, before your time, you go visit Roshach. People like to go visit Rukhaim Knievsky. You're in the presence of a very, very big person. You become very inspired. Why? Because you touched greatness. And you realize, oh, listen, you know, whatever, that's possible. I could get there too. But what's the problem with inspiration? Is that often you make the mistake of thinking, okay, fine, you know, it's just that easy. And just as easy as sitting and listening to the shear is, you know, stopping doing whatever I'm doing and, uh, you know, getting there. There's a long way. Inspiration talks to the emotions and it's very important and it gives you a pump. But in order to really change, so it's a long drawn out process. Where comes the second point and that's called education. Education doesn't talk to the emotions at all. Although in order to educate, you have to work with the emotions too because otherwise you'll never get into a person's brain. A person's not a computer. You don't just program them. So you have to talk to his heart. But the process of education is getting a person's mind to realize certain truths that as soon as he accepts them, he moved. Yeah, a person can become uneducated and he can forget and he can lapse. But once he accepts and once he believes in certain truths and he sees it as being true and he becomes different day by day by day by day, so then you really change the person. So inspiration is like flash, get there, education, move, work, hard, plot, day after day after day after day. This is how I learn a Rashi. This is how I learn a Tesmas. This is how I'm going to learn how to organize a Sugya. This is how I know I made, a, I made an observation in my behavior. This is how I'm going to get myself to wake up the davening in the morning. This is what motivates me. This is what doesn't motivate me. Work, 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 work. One of my Rebbeim, one of my Rebbeim, it's an unbelievable thing. He had many Rebbeim who were, you know, the daily Yisrael of you know, two generations ago. He said, I had this Rebbe, and I'm not telling you who he is or who he is or whatever. He knew everything by heart. He said his shear was amazing. And this person considers that, that person to be his Rebbe Muvik, absolute Rebbe Muvik. He said his shear was 90% inspiration and 10% education. He said, why? Because how could you really be educated by somebody who walks in and like every single Gemara, every single Rishon, every single Achron, he doesn't even have to look in the book. He can quote it verbatim and he's flying around in it we didn't understand what he was talking about. But to see that there's a human being like that and to hear sheer from that for a year, you, you change forever. It's in inspiration. Okay, you have to go to somebody else for your education to find out, you know, how do you get to the point where the Rajba is uh, open in front of you and you can know it by heart too. But you need both of these processes. And that was the Chisarin before the 40 years in the Midbar. A flash of inspiration. And there was education too, but apparently it wasn't enough. And you lapse. 40 years in the Midbar, day after day after day after day, chazering the shir, chazering the shir, until it's balua be'ivarim. And that's what happened in the Midbar. But what's that got to do with the Nesachim? 
So I'll tell you my own drush, based on Yisaitis from other places. What's a carbon? Carbon, Rav Hirsch, others say, the carbon, the animal of a carbon represents a personality. A shore is a certain aspect of the personality, the aisle is a certain aspect of the personality, a sawyer, I'm not going to go into each one and take too long. And when a person is makriv a carbon, what he basically does is he takes his lower personality, he slaughters it, and he raises his personality to a higher level. That's the level of the person. That's what a carbon does. It's an animal carbon. And it could be that without the, you know, the 40-year experience in the Midbar, if we were there, so then just by seeing what we did in Mitzrayim and by Maimed Har Sinai, so then just uh, slaughtering a carbon on its own, that would have been enough for us because that would be symbolic of who we are and what we are. When we go through a cataclysmic act like a Shechita or a Maimed Har Sinai or a Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, so then we're raised, we're totally there. We're up in Shemayim already. And it's real. But we saw that it's not. In order to raise a person at the next level, you've got to realize he's not just a personality. He's got a goof, and he has appetites, and he has things that he likes in this world. And there's the flour, and there's the oil, and there's the wine. And that's what a carbon mincha is, and that's what mesachim is. What else do you bring on the mezbeach? Not just personalities. You bring bread, physical meals, and even wine. Even that gishmak that we have when we're in the middle of a suda. In simcha el Vasar, yayin, yayin, yayin is simcha. Part of life. We need to raise that also. And that's what we needed 40 years for. 40 years, not just to raise the personality, because that's inspiration, that's only inspiration. But to make a balua be'varin, to take the human being in his bones, in his blood, in his flesh, his meat. And now he's one shtick tira to raise him up. That's the whole process of education, and that's what happened in the 40 years of the We only say that uh, about tshuva is I made when uh, we're at Sadiq Gomer Kant, if his tshuva happens in a plotting process. He knows that he moved from A to B, not because he got inspired one day, and then, you know, wow, he's, you know, he's an excited seminary girl before she's home more than three months. That's not what it means. What it means is, is that he's a person that worked on himself day by day by day. Love Dafka that he did terrible things, but he moved from A to B. And he learned every lesson along the way. Sadiq Gomo was born at B. Shuva Me'ava is the person that out of love he propelled all the things that he sees wrong with life, with himself, and uses them as a catalyst to move himself and step by step by step. That's the great person that we're talking about. Listen, the Misa, everybody today is about Shuva. About Shuva is, you know, it's a BT, right? It's a certain class of people, a certain group of people, but it's not true. 
everybody's about tshuva. Remember before I got married, you know, what's it called? I said to myself, today we're all born in the gutter, you know? You don't have to go to the gutter anymore. Rami gave a shmooze two weeks ago. I listened to it. He talked about the gutter being in your living room, the gutter being in your bedroom, the gutter being everywhere. And it's, like it, it's a rough world. It's a very rough world. Last night at the Varts, one of the speakers said, you know, whatever. In this family, they're talking about, you know, Chaim's family, you know, they, they read the, the children in their cradles, they read them Rambam in the cradles. I, you know, I, I don't think he got such a very positive reaction. I don't think it's true. But Hagam, that there was such a Mitzvah, maybe, you know, whatever, maybe 50 years ago, 20 years ago, we always used to, that was, that was a skit from the Purim Spiel, you know, somebody, somebody reading the Kid Rab Chaim and the Cradle. But no one read, no one read us, Rab Chaim and the Cradle, that's for sure. But that doesn't mean that you can't become Rab Chaim. You could still get inspired by Rab Chaim. Who doesn't get inspired by the end of Rab Chaim? A boom, he answered all the he answered all the questions, right? But in order to get there, oh boy, <laughs> that's education. Step by step by step. So that's from Chaim, and that's life. And that was the forty years of the midbar. Each and every one of us could get there. Each and every one of us can be inspired and see what the, what is possible to achieve. But don't get excited by the inspiration alone because the inspiration is just a flash of light. It shows you what you can be and what you must be. Where the personality has to get raised too. But you also need to move your body there, not just your personality. You've got to move your kishkas there. It's got to go into the bones. And that takes a long time. Day after day after day. We should all be zeicha. Have a good Shabbos.